0: Bonjour and welcome to the Don't Waste Water podcast. I'm your host Antoine Valter and I'm still summarizing for you one year's worth of incredible water insights from the 52 experts that appeared on this microphone in 2021. Today, we dive into the unknown. I'm joined by seven experts to discuss water networks. Okay, I know what you mean. How are water networks actually unknown for water professionals? Well, first, because none of us is actually old enough to fully know them, and then because we have to acknowledge our starting point in many places around the world, as Alex Lukopoulos and Olivier Narbet recall.
1: We all know there's a million and a half million miles of pipe in the US. They're all old, some of them are from 200 years ago. In Europe, you have the same. Same issue. In some countries you start with a level of service that is two, three, four hours of water supply every other day, and you need to bring that up to a constant water supply or at least a daily water supply uh, during the day. How do we improve from there? That's the question Aaron Tartakovsky
0: raises, underlining that it is difficult to expect different results if we just keep doing the same thing.
1: If we take a look at how we design our cities today when it comes to water and wastewater. We really haven't changed much in about 200 years, which is to say we we are almost solely reliant on this centralized model of large facilities and large networks of underground pipes.
0: The reason why we let those underground pipes reach venerable ages isn't exactly what I would call a policy. It's rather the consequence of a very straightforward budget rule,
1: as Olivier Narbet explains. You have a very limited budget compared to what is at stake. You're only playing with little millions here and there, and you need to know where to focus your, your FFQ. Yeah. You have budget to renew 0.2 to 0.5% of your network every year. It means a theoretical lifetime of 200 years average for, for your system. So way too long for any, any pipe material any piping system. As
0: we've seen in our deep dive on the price attached to water, there is a direct correlation between how much you care about something and how much you value it. And that is a direct problem when it comes to water and wastewater networks, as Aaron Tartakovsky rightfully points.
1: We have very literally created infrastructure that is out of sight, out of mind. So we are trained to not ever have to think about these things. When we flush the toilet, we don't think about what happens next. And when we turn on a tap, we assume water is going to come out.
0: If our networks are out of sight, they are also out of focus and down on any kind of political agenda, which leads to the undersized budget Olivier alluded to. So what's the problem? After all, the sewer network of the Knossos Palace is still functional 5000 years later. So what some hundreds of years on our modern networks? Well, the thing is that our networks tend to simply no longer succeed on their primary mission,
1: conveying water or wastewater between their ends as Olivier Narbe explains. There are a huge amounts of water that are lost every year. The, the latest I had in mind was 126 trillion cubic meter of water lost per year. Yes, that is worth a lot of money. And how you characterize that amount, it really depends. Some countries, you know, when they have water scarcity, they're not trying to fix leaks. They don't have time to fix leaks. They just go for new infrastructure. Over the past 30, 40 years, this is what you see most of the time, that especially large municipalities, they go for more water resources and as long as they have the, the cash to pay for those extra infrastructure, So a desalination plant, a new plant, a new dam, uh, reservoirs, you increase that. You know, what is at stake in terms of money is, is actually, I think, much more than 40 billion. What Olivier points out here is very interesting and little heard
0: honestly. We always look at the price tag associated with non-revenue water. How much could we have built a cubic meter of that water, multiplied by the amount that leaks out? But we rarely take the time to zoom out and to look at the debatable solutions many apply to that problem. Because indeed, this water that leaks ends up missing on our water balance. But instead of fixing the leakage issue… We sometimes go for the simplified answer of producing more water, which still leaks at the same percentage through the network and increases the long-term bill. Kind of a devil circle or a way to fail forward. Now, why don't we fix the problem instead? First, because we're not talking of a single problem but of many issues scattered across a huge infrastructure and, as Luke Butler rightfully notes, you have. Hundreds of kilometers, maybe thousands of kilometers of water mains. But a lot of it, we have no idea what's actually happening there. Brian Mullany and David Lloyd Owen have very visual metaphors to share for us to reckon the size of the challenge. Could you imagine driving into your city tonight if there was no traffic lights anywhere? It would be chaos. Everybody wouldn't know at what junction to move and how to travel around. That's what the drainage networks are below our city at the moment. I was so horrified at the poor quality of information out there. As one consultancy when reviewing all the estimates for the Millennium Development Goals put it, it looks like most of these were done on the back of an envelope. But if you don't have the right information about your underground infrastructure, it suddenly gets much harder to fix it, as Olivier Narbe shares.
1: It's not easy to improve a water system. There are you know, many things you need to understand and consider. The the key thing you see in systems that have poor performance is the limited knowledge people have of that system. And more often than you think, that limited knowledge is even inaccurate. The old pipes that were replaced 10 years ago, 20 years ago, can we make sure they're out of service? The history of a piping system is such that a lot of the issues come from the pipes that you think you had disconnected, but somehow, somewhere, someone left a valve. Okay, it was closed on the day of the decommissioning, But he thought it was a good idea to keep that valve just in case, for some reason, one day that valve was open and remained open. So you thought you had decommissioned 30 kilometers of leaking pipeline, but they're actually still in operation. Which leads to a very practical recommendation. Whenever you have the chance to physically touch and see your your piping system, you need to uh, capitalize that information into your mapping system. The good news is that those systems,
0: be they geographical, maps, models or databases, Tends to improve and gets more and more powerful, something will inevitably cover in our deep dive on digitization. But as powerful as the tools may become, they need to be fed with the right data. Starting to gather it today will enable a full new level of network management, as Megan Glover underlined. They need to start replacing this or prioritizing where they replace lead. It's going to the vulnerable populations first. What's the demographic of that location? Are there any pregnant or nursing children in the home? Are there other vulnerable characteristics where you might wanna prioritize that area of your community
1: over another in terms of replacement of the lead pipes?
0: And it is only science fiction if you don't try, right? Did you like this deep dive? Then tell it to your friends and colleagues and share that episode. Valuing our water and wastewater lines starts with getting everyone to notice that they even exist. So the more we are to push the message, the better our chances that it gets heard. If you'd like to further explore the topic, listen to my full interviews with each of the experts featured in this synthesis. All the links are in the description. And if you haven't done it yet, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so that you don't miss the next leg in our journey, which will be, as I just teased it today, about digitization. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.